Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So the day came for Phil's service. And as we do at funerals, we tell stories and we remember what people liked and did in this world. Phil was someone who loved to bake bread. But the story was much deeper than that. Because Phil was born premature. And it being the 1920s, there wasn't any NICU or all of the medicine that we enjoy today. So when Phil was sent home with his mother, he was sent home with the hope that he would live, that he would make it. And he said what his mother did was wrap him in a blanket and place him on the little shelf above the stove in the kitchen. Now this was the 1920s. You can't put a kid on a shelf above a stove today. But when his mother was baking bread, he was wrapped up in a blanket. And on that little shelf, have you ever seen those old stoves with the little shelf up there? That's where he was. As she prepared dinner, he was there. And I think about that because literally the bread gave him life. And he lived into his 90s. Now Phil never said to me, Good sermon, Reverend. Nope. Every week he wanted to philosophically, theologically, and intellectually take apart every point of the sermon. And he knew his wife was going to be there for like a half an hour talking to people, so he had time to do this. And that's what we would do. And in those conversations sometimes it would come up his doubts. That as a very intellectual person, he had trouble hearing this gospel or reading it and listening to it and, and rationalizing it all and believing wholly. So I was a good pastor and I would say, you have to have faith. It, it takes a leap of faith trying every week to find a different way to phrase it. But now, now I get to tell my story because it was just a couple weeks after Phil's service 
that I had a dream. And in that dream, there was Phil in the suit that we had said goodbye to him in. And he was in the place where we worshipped on Saturday nights. It was a little shinier and, and brighter and a little more holy. And there he was to say to me, it's all true. It's all real. And it was amazing because in, in that time period, I had lost my mother and she had gone to heaven and I didn't hear anything. And my sister had gone to heaven and my dad went to heaven. But for some reason, it was Phil. It was Phil that was there to tell me it's all real. It's all true. But it is not that one night, that one dream that I hang my faith on. No, it's this life, this life that we live, that I lean heavily into. It's this life because Jesus said the bread of God comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. This life, this life that we live. I believe because I find Jesus in you. And I pray some days people see Jesus in me. I believe because of the goodness that I find in this life. The goodness in the people that God has placed in my life. The beauty and the, and, and the challenge sometimes is the, of the love that he has given us. And the love that we share with our family and friends, the love that they give to us, I believe because of the goodness of this life. I see Jesus, and I know it's real, and I know it's true in this life, even with all its ups and all of its downs. I believe because of what I find here, and that one day, one day, it will be even better. For Jesus says that he came down not to do his will, but the one of him who sent him, the Father. And this is the will, that everyone that's given to Jesus, not one, not one will be lost. And that is my hope, that I will not be lost, that Jesus has a hold on me, that he has a grip on my life, and he will never, ever let go. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, that Jesus will hold me fast. Hold me fast in this life and raise me up at the last day. That's why I believe. Today, as Christians do all around the world in every time zone, as the earth is spinning around and moving through space on every continent, on every mountain, in every valley, by every sea, by every river, we come to share in the bread and the cup. To have in this world a tangible, tasteable proof of the goodness and the love of God. To remember that God sent Jesus to suffer and die in this world that we experience, but to be raised up on the third day.
So we will come to the table in these these difficult times and you'll be invited to come forward and to uh, take a a small cup with the bread in it and a small cup with the juice in it and then return to your seat and then we'll share in the bread together and the cup together. And there are uh, gluten-free bread up here on this podium if you need that. If you're unable to come forward, uh, we'll get the bread and the cup to you. So we come to the Lord's table. Let us pray. Almighty God, we stand in this world in hope and in faith of the world to come. We stand here and we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the goodness that you have given us. We give you thanks for your mighty acts of salvation through Jesus Christ. We give you thanks that Jesus came to live a life like ours, that he suffered and died and he rose again. To eternal life. So, O oh Lord, as we prepare to come to the table to take the bread and the cup, we ask a few things. We ask for forgiveness, O oh God. We ask for forgiveness for our sins, for the times that we have fallen short, the moments where we have hurt someone else. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would wipe the slate clean, that you would wash us clean, O God. Give us a fresh start. Forgive our sins. And O Lord, we ask for the blessing of your Holy Spirit, that it might fall upon this bread and this cup so that they might be for us the body of Christ, so that we might be made the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood at work in the world today. Make us one, O God, one with you, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until that day when Christ raises us up, when Christ comes in final victory and we feast at this heavenly banquet forever and ever, we come and we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.